BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi. Welcome to POV My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. I am your host, Divine Philmond, and I hope you're having a great day. Um, I have had one of the longest weeks of my life, but also just one of the best weeks ever. Um, not because of like any particular thing happened or like, you know, those weeks where like really great shit happens. You're like, I'm amazing. But I think this week was a week where I really accomplished a lot that I wanted to do. And I just felt so thrilled. Like, it felt so nice having a plan and being able to execute it and getting shit done, basically. So I, I was super happy about that. It was exhausting. I pulled my first all-nighter since college, and that was truly fucking shocking. Because honestly, I don't even know how I did it. Like, there go- there comes a time, like, past your exhaustion, where you're just like, um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm on drugs. Like, I think my body is like just hyping itself up for real and you just have the motivation to keep going and just get everything done. So, um, but this week I actually, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this because I'm still developing the idea, but I think it is something that we can all benefit from. So I, uh, a couple weeks ago, someone sent me a DM. I cannot remember your name. I'm so sorry, but they sent me a DM and they told me that they really recommend that I watch Stuts on Netflix. And it's a documentary. It's about an hour and a half. It's by Jonah Hill. And he basically sits down and talks to his therapist and uses some of the tools that his therapist slash psychiatrist um, has given him to help him better himself over the years. And I watched this and there were a lot of these thoughts that I think Stutz, his name is Phil Stutz, uh, Phil and then S-T-U-T-Z. He does a really great job at, you know, helping you visualize and kind of putting sense to a lot of these, um, I don't know, methods of like thought. Um, and that was one thing that I've been wanting to to kind of talk to you for a while about for a while because the last couple episodes oh my god the train (laughs) 
I can't. Oh my God, I can't. This fucking train, why? I haven't heard this thing all day and now it's blaring, you little bastard. And not to mention, I literally sat down, hit press record. I think I got about 10 seconds into my intro and then my phone starts going off because my um like my team that I work with, like my talent people, they're just sending me back to back messages. Mind you, I have not heard from these people for like months, not months. I don't want to say months like I, you know, I haven't heard from them. So I'm like not expecting anything. And then I hear it's just like back to back to back emails. And I'm like, you guys chose this particular moment to do this. Did you know? I wonder if he knows. Like, oh my God. So anyways, the last couple episodes, I feel like I've talked to you guys a lot and well, obviously duh, but I've talked to you guys in depth about therapy and, um, kind of what therapy has been like for me and what I've learned from it and what I've gained from it. And I feel like I'm telling you a lot of things that are, they are hypothetical. They're all hypotheticals. And, you know, even I sometimes I've been in therapy for almost three years now going on three years, changed my life, honestly, for the fucking better. And there are times when I hit a roadblock and I find myself just fucking stuck. And I have to ask myself, like, what courses of actions do we take here? In the last few episodes, I feel like that's actually been something that we've we've kind of focused on, I think the hot, lonely paradox, um, the hot, lonely girl paradox definitely made me, it, 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 it fully brought the thought to the front of my head that, okay, we need to create a system. I want to create a system for the girls that just like Phil Stutz did and his tools that are plans of actions for the girls. And one of the things that I want to share about like Phil Stutz's teachings, which is the main thing that he talks about, um, is it all stems from focusing on the life force and the life force. What he draws out is the body, the, uh, relationship to people around you, and then the relationship to yourself. Um, strangely enough, In my therapy journey, I kind of work backwards. I did relationship to myself first and then to others and then finally body. Um, And even like in episode 21 of this season where we're talking about our periods and we're talking about, you know, having um, PMDD and like, which I'm so happy if this podcast does anything, it's to make you guys feel like, okay, I have options because sometimes our issues are so deep, weirdly deeply rooted, but are also so much on the surface that they affect everyday life that the solution seems out of reach. It is so deep and all encompassing that we don't, we don't know where to start. And if anything, I just want this podcast to give you guys a place to start and and obviously, in the next coming weeks, I'm really going to spend a lot of time, this is my next project, honestly, is to kind of create a series where I talk about the the visualizations, the tools, the examples that help me a lot, that are the things that push bad thoughts out of my head. Um, they are the 
my mic just did something weird, that they are the things that when I feel myself start to spiral, that my body immediately says, hey, the temperature is getting cold, turn up the flame. And and I want to give you guys the ability to do that because I'm not going to lie to you. Like I'm a very spiritual person. I'm very in tune. And I think even at my worst, I was very in tune with myself. And I think that is what saved me because I've always been a spiritual being. Like my name is fucking divine. Let's be real here. But you know, I've always believed in ghosts. I've always believed in the, you know, the extraterrestrials and the aliens and all that shit. I always believe that in one sense or another, you are not alone. And whether you are lonely and you do not feel connected to people around you, you're not alone because there are spirits around you. There are angels around you. And if there are no angels around you, we are not alone in this big fucking universe, which I'm not going to fucking lie to you. That field of thought is also what led into a existential crisis. (laughs) So, you know. I have boundaries with those things, but the idea, but the idea that you are never really alone can either be terrifying or it can be a place of great comfort. And for these purposes of getting our fucking shit together, we are going to decide that we are, it is a comforting idea. Okay, that if there are not people around you, there are spirits around you. There is the warmth of life, the glow of love, of experience, of existence, of of reality around you that can ground you and help you feel. Oh, my God, the train. Y'all, I'm about to go have a word with the conductor right now. Because you know what? The thing is, I'm in my studio. This is a no video podcast episode, by the way. I'm in my studio. It is pitch black. I am in my jammies. My hair is crazy. There is not a single constricting thing on me right now. Like my socks were a little snug. I took them off. I got the door cracked slightly. Just like having the most heavenly time in here. You know, just really connecting. And this train just keeps driving me cuckoo bananas. But anyways, so over the next couple weeks, I want to start preparing us for basically doing a deep dive into a better you, right? So I think one of the things that really frustrated me um, during therapy when I started was, you know, you can only have six months worth of venting until you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I paying money for this? Okay. Because you vent all the time. You vent to your friends, you vent to your therapist. And I think the difference is also your therapist doesn't really give you advice. Um, they give you like, I want to say like stepping stones, but your therapist is never going to be like, dump him dump your boyfriend. Do not talk to that man. He is not good for you. Your therapist most likely, if you have a therapist that says that, kudos. Mine does not. My therapist is literally going to be like, why do you feel the need to talk to him? To which is like, don't read me right now. I'm already fragile. Because the way we're able to communicate, I mean, we're able to communicate on that level because she doesn't even have to like, put the negativity on somebody else for me to see that that's bad. You know, it's like a kid 
and a hot stove. It's like the stove is bad. Don't touch that. You know, with us, it's more so her being like, look, I've told you the stove is hot. Why do you need to feel the burn to understand that? And if I need to feel the burn, guess what? I'm going to get fucking burned. So, but back to what I was saying before the train rudely interrupted us. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, go out with a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, more time for what? Recently, me and my therapist sat down and literally made a list of all of the things I've been wanting to accomplish this year that I felt that I did not have any time for. There's a book I've been wanting to read on finance. You guys know I'm super into my finances this year. And I was like, when am I going to have the time to do this? Well, we sat down, made that list, and turns out I have time on Tuesday mornings. Little changes can really help create a sense of control in a world where so many of the things that happen are beyond our control. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to fit your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com POV today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot P-O-V. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. So basically, I want to be able to talk about all of the things that helped me um, when I was at my loneliest when I felt like nobody really understood me and honestly that nobody cared. And there are a lot of things that are situational that puts a lot of negative feelings on us. Um, And sometimes that's not relating to people well enough. That's, you know, having bad relationships with our friends, having misunderstandings with our friends. It's feeling like shit because you know, our dating life isn't going how we want it to. Our career is not going how we want it to. And I can't sit here and tell you that there's anything you can do to change how people act towards you. There, I cannot sit here and tell you like, hey, I'm going to give you all of these pieces of advice that I've learned in this episode and um, it's going to change your entire life. It's going to get you the job of your dreams. It's going to get you um, the friends that you really want and the boyfriend that you really want. I can't do that because I'm not a fucking fortune teller and even fortune tellers can't necessarily do that because my fortune teller told my ass I was gonna meet my man a year ago did that happen no bitch and a part of me wanted to stay say still waiting on him but the truth of the matter is I'm not waiting on anybody I'm not waiting on him I'm not 
I am not actively seeking out this thing that for so long I felt was going to be the thing that makes me feel whole and complete because I am now able to look at myself alone as a single person and feel whole and complete and know that I am whole and complete. And basically this episode, I'm going to talk about all of the things that from the top of my head that I can remember that brought me to this place. So when I first started therapy, taking it back to day one, my birthday on November 2020, right? Um, actually, that was a lie, I think. It was November 2021. My birthday, November 2021, I didn't have any friends, okay? So I was in a group of girls and I left. Um, And when I say I didn't have any friends, I meant I did not have any friends that lived near me that I could see that I could spend time with any of that stuff, because I'm a big quality time person. So all of my friends either lived in New York, my um, best friend lived in Nashville. And the people that I spent a lot of time with, they lived in my same town, but the relationship has just had just fallen apart. And I felt really lonely because I constantly felt like other people were being chosen above me and I just wasn't giving them what they were looking for. Even though, you know, from my perspective, I would have dropped everything to be their friend. Okay. So I start therapy because I'm in this place where I feel like I don't have control over myself where there was a point in time where my mental health was so bad that I didn't trust myself. And I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean, I did not trust myself. Being in a room alone with myself, I did not trust that I could not harm myself. If you are new here, And honestly, even if you've been here for a while, I skirt over this topic so fucking much that I don't even blame you if you don't remember. But I used to self-harm a lot, which is, which was the reason why I started getting tattoos in the first place was to quote unquote cover them. But no girl, I just needed a socially acceptable form of self-harm. Thank you. (laughs) Now, um, I used to be, I used to say I had a high pain tolerance. Now, I can fully admit that divine is a pussy. I'm a pussy. I don't like pain. I don't like none of it. I don't like bad feelings. I don't like pain. I don't like pinches. I don't like itches. I don't like none of it. And, but before, yeah, I'd sit there in that chair for a couple hours, fully feeling every bit of pain and probably crying and thinking about all the shit that was going wrong in my life. Okay? So, I was at a point in 2021 where... I did not trust myself at all. Um, And it was specifically like one night where I felt like if I leave this room, I'm going to hurt myself like really bad. That if I do anything other than get in bed and close my eyes, if I do anything other than that, I'm not waking up tomorrow. And... I remember thinking that that's not an option because 
at the time, my uh, cousin and her little girl were staying with us. And her little girl was three and we, she, like, we were besties, okay? And she, she woke up earlier than my dog. She woke up, she was the one who woke me and Precious up. So, I remember thinking, no, that's not an option because if you do anything to yourself in this room, that little girl is going to be the first person to find you and you're going to ruin her fucking life. And because you were too pussy to get your shit together and to ask for help when there's so much help to be given because you were too scared to do that because it felt so shameful if you do anything to yourself you're going to ruin this tiny little person's life and I was like fuck all right well not an option so I think I cried like a lot and then I went to bed and then I don't even remember like the what happened after that but I remember the next thing that ended up happening was um you know my timeline is really fucked up because I don't know if that's if that was 2021 because like the years are a little it doesn't matter what year it was but whatever the first year I was in therapy okay um but briefly after that I spent my birthday alone because my mom was in the hospital and it oh fuck what oh I'm so sorry you know the reason why I'm confused hold on I'm so sorry Let's pause for two seconds and let me give you a timeline because of, and explain why I'm so confused. In my head, COVID came out latter end of 2022, of 2020. So in my head, I'm like, COVID made her debut December 2020, 20, oh my God, 2020, A Star Is Born, it's COVID, December, that's what I'm thinking in my head. But no, COVID made her debut 2019 and then rigged havoc for 2020 that's why we lost okay all right sorry that had me fucked up for a second because I spent that birthday alone and the, the reason why I spent it alone was because my mom was in the hospital with COVID and during the time you couldn't go visit anybody who had COVID like you couldn't see anybody and that's remember like there was so much happening because people were sick they were dying they were saying goodbye to their loved ones over the phone because you couldn't go into the hospital. So that birthday, I was stressed because I was watching, you know, the news. I was, I knew what was happening. I, I have family that works in medical care. So I knew that, you know, I knew when I saw my mom and she went into the hospital that it might be the very last time that I see my mom. So that was terrifying and I cried a lot and um, I remember, you know, I, I was lonely. I didn't have, my friend group had fallen apart at the time, so I didn't have anybody to lean on. My sister lived in a whole other state and um, like my mom was, uh, you know, in the hospital. I remember the only person that I spoke to... <laughs> throughout that whole day was um this 
British boy that I had matched with on Tinder. Because if you remember, Tinder gave us passport (laughs) for 2020. So I talked to this British boy all day on Tinder. Um, Well, not on Tinder, actually, like FaceTime, texting, Snapchat, whatever. Because he and I, like, we were sexting constantly. Like two little just rabid animals. Um, but he was the only person I talked to and he wished me a happy birthday and he sent me a gift and I was like, thank you. And honestly, I think I would, I don't want to admit it, but I feel like him just being there for that day meant a lot because otherwise I would have been lonely and it would have given me a lot of time for my mind to run rampant. I want to say two days after that. Um, I received the email from, uh, black girls for therapy for black girls, which is an organization that provides vouchers for therapy for black women to have, um, to be able to get access to therapy. Cause at the time I wasn't employed, I had no money. So I took those four vouchers happily, babe. Um, met my therapist, started talking to her. And when I went into therapy, I had this very convoluted idea of what it would be like. And I thought, you know, I go in there, I get all this shit off my chest and I'm going to feel so fucking great. Yeah. Fast forward two months of getting shit off of my chest. I've basically backtracked my life, venting through life, covered college, high school, middle school, elementary school, bitch. Like, I'm pretty sure I went back as far as like venting about the things that annoyed me about my birth. Like the doctor's hands were cold when I came out and I was fucking crying. Like, like we covered every base. Okay. Two months of therapy all like every other week. Um, sometimes multiple times a week, babe, you run out of shit to complain about. You run out of stuff to talk about. And that's when I started thinking, okay, maybe this shit doesn't work because I've emptied the bucket, right? And I was talking to my mom today because I was doing this. I was sitting at my desk. I'm, I got my iPad out. I'm taking notes and I'm like, you know, formulating thoughts, like getting ready for like, cause I wanted to start the series today. But once, once I really started writing and I started, oh my God, philosophizing, I guess, I was like, oh, this is going to need a lot of preparation. So let me, you know, take these notes, but put this on the back burner. So while I was doing that, you know, I'm listening to like talks and I'm reading stuff and my mom comes into my room and she, she's been having panic attacks. Um, My mother is a type A personality, has never had mental illness in her life. And now in her later years because you know she's still a spring chicken let's be real here um she's developed like anxiety like full-blown anxiety and it's not the kind of anxiety like oh I'm feeling anxious because it's the kind that you don't know what the fuck is happening your fight or flight just flips on at the drop of a hat it's the the kind of shit that is triggered by things in your subconscious you don't even know are there so she had a full, very busy day full of panic attacks the day before. And she came into my room and, um, and she was like, I don't, 
like understand what's happening with me basically and her doctor basically was like look we've kind of gone through a lot of medications um your panic attacks are getting worse I think it's time to see a psychiatrist my mother is a Haitian woman okay and that was not a recommendation that she quite liked you know even though I'm a big advocate for mental health a lot of the times people are great like they are advocates for a lot of things until it's them and they're like wait I don't need this so the best analogy that I could come up with to her for her is all right you got a bucket of water you fill it up with a nice crisp cold water you fill up this bucket when you first fill it up you can drink from that water that water is yummy it is refreshing it is so cooling in this muggy fucking Georgia weather okay but you let that water sit there and you leave it alone and you know a couple days go by whatever maybe a bug falls into it it drowns it rots it decomp it it goes through decomposition in this bucket of water after a couple weeks that water is no longer good if you drink it you're gonna get sick you can't drink it and you let that water sit there because the bucket is heavy you had so many hopes and dreams for this bucket of water when you first got it and now that it's gone bad you need to get rid of it but it's so heavy and the place to go dump the dirty water is so far and to pick up that water and to carry it it's so exhausting but you know that once you dump the dirty water you are now able to fill this bucket back up with clean refreshing water and I was explaining this to her trying to tell her that this is why I think you need traditional therapy um because there's a lot in your years no matter how old you are that you've gone through in your life it's sadden you it's been a part of you your experiences are who you are they make you up and you carry it around it's fine but then you get to a point where maybe you hit a rough patch in your life or you're going through a lot of stress or maybe you just don't feel the same way about yourself that you used to so suddenly your very clean bucket of water made up of what was supposed to be very pure emotions very happy emotions because life is not hard until it's hard emotions turns into lack of confidence it turns into anger resentment hatred it turns into all of these things that are not healthy to have sitting there and festering and continuing to rot. But it's so difficult to look into yourself 
and start therapizing and being like, I need to get all of this out. How do I get it out? How can I even start to vent about this? How do I even start talking about this? What the fuck do I do? You just start talking about it. You start and you, doesn't matter how stupid you sound, how silly you sound, how bratty you sound, you just vent and you complain and you get it all out. Because to get the bucket to a place where you can fill it up with beautiful water and hopefully put some beautiful flowers in there, you have to empty it out. So step one is to empty out the bucket. Uh, You're going to vent. You're going to, every grievance, everything that pisses you off, just get all of the shit off of your chest until there's nothing left on your chest. And for me, I want to say that took about like two to six months because I'm a complainer. I'm going to complain. If I do anything in this world, it's have an issue with something. So I complained a lot. I talked about all of my traumas, all the things that upset me, all that, whatever. One thing, however, I never talked about was my dad because I honestly was just over that fucking shit, okay? I just didn't give a fuck. Um, I didn't care. I, I was like, it's not worth the time. And my therapist was like, well, you know, but it really influences a lot of the ways that you think um, not having a dad. And I was like, but I don't think I need to like dig in to you know this deep into the past and be like oh that's why I'm sad that's why I'm this like I vented about the things that bother me and this is the other thing there might not be a lot that bothers you but if that's something you're gonna say there's not a lot you need to vent about make sure that that is actually the truth And that you're not withholding because you don't want to seem bratty or whiny or stupid. You don't want that you are, that you care too much about your own perception, honestly, because who else is listening to this venting besides your therapist, that you, you, you're, you want to make sure that you're not, that you actually don't have to vent and that you're just not venting because you don't want people's perception of you to seem annoying. Okay. So After you get all the venting out, then what? Okay? So watching Stutz, watching Phil Stutz's documentary that Jonah Hill did on Netflix, it's really great. I recommend you give it a watch. Um, Honestly, sometimes I felt drained while watching it because it's heavy. It's deep. It's a lot. Like, thinking about how you act all the time is fucking mentally draining and exhausting. So... The thing that Stutz talks about is the life force. And the life force is, he is a triangle. It's separated into three layers. The first layer is your body. The second one is your relationship with others. And then the last one is your relationship with yourself. Um, The body is obviously the things that relate to you in your body. It's exercising. It's eating. It's making sure that you get all of the things that you need for your body to function properly. It's fucking getting good sleep, bro. I'm telling you, getting bad sleep is worse than any fucking diet. You could, I feel like you could eat 10 pounds of lard. If you're getting bad sleep, 
it's going to affect you worse than that lard is ever going to affect you. I'm dead serious. And I feel like I didn't learn this until recently because I've been very against, you know, I still have my issues with pills. I'm not going to lie. I've been very against sleep medication. I've been taking melatonin forever. Shit was not helping. Not really. Um, I would take it like, you know, enough to get back into a rhythm of sleep, but I just wasn't getting good sleep because my dreams were just way too vivid. And it was just very clear that I was staying on the first layer of sleep and I never hit that deep cycle of sleep. So finally I caved and, you know, I take some sleep medication and I swear to God, the first, hold on, I'm adjusting my mic. And I swear to God, the first time the first night that I take this fucking sleeping pill and I sleep through the night and it feels like I'm dead for nine hours and then I wake up and I swear to God it was like I got my back blown out like in the best way possible like I did not think that people slept like this I didn't think that like this kind of good sleep was possible. And ever since then, ever since I've been sleeping better, I felt so much better, like as a person. But granted, I've come a long way, so I've felt a lot better than I did in the beginning, but getting good sleep really was like the cherry on fucking top, okay? Now I look forward to going to bed. So... The first layer is your body. It's getting, you know, the proper exercise. And the thing that, you know, they talk about in this documentary is relationship that is the relationship that Jonah Hill has with exercise in his body. And the way that I want to phrase this, because obviously Stutz has his way of saying things and I am divine, I am not a psychologist, but I am a person who's been through a lot of shit and the way I wish people had explained things to me, I wish very early on that somebody sat me down and said, look, exercise, not because you're fat and you're a chunky little little cute little grape not because of that don't exercise because you want to change the world's perception of you and because you want to be accepted by societal norms don't exercise because you think you have to be more you don't have to be more because you already have everything you need inside of you And that's not a metaphor, that's, hold on, big ass asterisk here, unless you have like a hormonal imbalance, unless, you know, you're not making enough serotonin, whatever, okay? But the body is an amazing tool. You're born, mostly, with all the things that you need inside of you to succeed. Exercising helps release serotonin it helps release dopamine it think of it like a pill and inside the pill is everything that you could possibly need but you can't get to it unless you snap it 
And when I think about, you know, exercising, moving my joints, I'm thinking of like this forward motion of this lock and release, lock and release. You know, I'm on the bike, my knees are locking, they're releasing, locking, releasing. I think about it that way. And when I think about that, I visualize that, you know, every time I, you know, I I spin the wheel, I'm cycling, that my joints are like releasing tension. They're releasing these chemicals that are moving up my body and like going to my brain. That's how I visualize all this, okay? Think about it that way, that you already have everything you need in you. You have everything you need inside of you to make you feel better. And exercising lets you know just how much of it you have. Does this allow me to fully feel happy? Is Because for the longest time, remind let me remind you, because I've talked about this before, for the longest time, working out was all I needed to quote unquote cure my depression. I'd work out and it gave me enough serotonin to continue getting the will to freaking live, girlfriend. And then remember that your body changes, that you change as a person. And as that continued to happen, I realized that exercising was not enough because I'm still feeling sad after I exercise. It wasn't always that way before, but I changed. Something in me changed. My body chemistry changed. And now I needed more serotonin. I needed more um, whatever hormones I needed to make me feel happy. And so when, you know, therapy wasn't working, it wasn't giving me that release I needed. Uh, Exercising wasn't giving me everything I needed. That's when I was like, okay, I'll try modern medicine. And that little thing gave me everything I needed. Okay. So the second layer is like your relationship with others and then your relationship with yourself. For me, I feel like relationship with self should be second tier. And then, you know, relationship with others is the last tier. Because I feel like you do not necessarily have, but I, watching this documentary, I did feel like this was a cultural difference because me being raised up for me, I feel like I wasn't really that connected with people around me. Like I had my cousins and I had my family and stuff like that, but you know, everybody was like particularly sorry for the joint ASMR right now. Um, my arthritis is really bad at training. But I feel like I just wasn't really raised in a way that like, you know, the whole family moves to like one area. It's like, no, you do whatever you want to do. And if serendipitously you have family members here, congratulations. Here are your fucking cousins you never knew about. So I feel like that's different because Stutz, in Stutz's teachings, he's talking about, you know, the people around you kind of being like a grounding force. And I see it. I understand it. There's, it's valid. It's very valid. But in my experience, I found that no matter how many people were around me, if my relationship with myself was lacking, those were not connections that I could make because it didn't matter who you were. I, I was, I had an anger. I had a confusion. I had a resentment that I felt like people were judging me, that people were constantly judging me. And that was because I was constantly judging myself. So it didn't matter what my relationship was like with other people because my relationship with myself was so fucking tainted and flawed and like just, unhealthy and 
the thing that I feel like is the most necessary thing is to work with this relationship that you have with yourself. It's to work with you, who you are as a person. And the way I found to visualize this is imagine there's a little kid, right? They're really nice. They're charismatic. They're smart. They're the kind of kid that even if you fucking hate kids, you're like, bro, I love this kid. Whose kid is this? Who raised this person? Like, that's the kind of kid that I want you to imagine. And then think about like, if if you're walking across the street with this kid and there's a car coming, instinctively, you're going to like watch out for them. You're going to have their back. When they ask you for advice, you're going to give good advice. And you're, you feel connected to that kid. A lot of us need to put ourselves, it doesn't matter how grown we are, it doesn't matter if we're a boy or a girl or a they or a them, it doesn't matter who we are, we need to look at ourselves like that curious, amazing, wonderful kid. And I feel like this goes past even healing your inner child because your inner child is still inside. It's that inner child. To me, when I think of inner child, I think there's kind of a limit to that, that, you know, there is an age cap. Like when you stop, when you stop considering yourself a child, it's healing all of the parts of yourself that you didn't get to, to, to experience as a little kid. It's all the parts of you that you were missing as a little kid. But what I've realized is that being gentle with myself being kind with myself. I know how much I love kids, how much I love puppies, how much I love cats, how much I love babies, how I will run outside barefoot with a fucking bag of dog food if the stray dog shows up and he's looking for food. I'm not even really thinking about my well-being right now. Is there glass on the floor? I don't know. Is that dog going to bite me? I don't know, but he looks hungry. I need to give him food. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm think I'm I'm thinking so much about the the protection of this little kid, of this person that I don't even fucking know. But because you are in my space, I have a responsibility for you as a person to care and to love you for this moment. And I hope that in the next place you go, that there is somebody else there that takes up that responsibility to love you and to care for you and to watch out for you as a person, even though they don't fucking know your name. That's how I want everyone to view themselves. Okay, guys, so that was the end of part one. I know, and I'm sorry to have to be splitting it into two parts, but it was a pretty long episode. So I hope I will see you next week uh, for the second half of this awesome conversation that we have. Um, Yeah, I love you so much. And as always, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, go ahead and leave me a rating and review. If uh, you are listening on Spotify, go ahead and leave me a rating. Um, My socials are VineFilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O. That is on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I hope to see you soon. Love you so much. Bye.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.